Aren't you glad that you're the dwelling place of the Lord? Amen. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you all guys so much. Nothing like being able to worship the Lord uh, in a corporate setting. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Glad to see you this morning. Missed you, Brother David. John, missed you. Glad you all are here today. Been thinking about you. Uh, I tell you what's on the, the, the very mind of the Lord this morning is, is uh, He wants to encourage uh, us in every situation. If you, if you just feel like you're tired of being tired, if you're just tired of being weary, and so uh, the phrase I got in the Spirit as I was praying was, if, you, if, you're, if you're trial tired and world weary, then you're at the right place at the right time. So if you're trial, if if you're going been going through a lot of trials and and, and you're tired, uh, it's affecting your your walk with the Lord. And if you in this world, if you this tribulation, this temptation, these struggles, if it's just wearing you down, then you're here by divine appointment. Amen. Amen. So open up your Bibles with me, if you would, to two openings in the Old Testament, uh, Job chapter ten, and we'll work our way to the New Testament, and then Psalms chapter six. Job chapter 10, we're going to look at two different types of being weary. We're going to look at Job here first of all, and then we're going to look at David. And we're going to see how somebody may be here this morning or may be listening this morning, and you may be just tired of life. You may be disgusted, uh, as we'll look at what the words mean in the Hebrew, you may be just be disgusted with life. And then you may be in a situation, though, you're not like Job, but you're like David, where you're just wore out from everything that just keeps coming against you. Bomb, 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 bomb. You're in a, a bombardment of, of attack. So we're going to address that this morning. Job chapter 10, verse number 1. When you're there, say amen. Job 10 and 1, the Word of God says, My soul is weary of my life, and I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. My soul is weary uh, of life. I will leave my complaint upon myself, and I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. And then Psalms chapter 6. I should have marked it, shouldn't I? Verse number 6, I believe it is. Here's David's version of it. Psalms 6 and 6. He said, I am weary... With my groanings, all night I make my bed to swim. Think about that. I water my couch with my tears. I water my couch. I waste away on my couch is what it's saying in the Hebrew, Hebrew with my weepings. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Once again, thank you for being here. Now, uh, we're in a, in, a, in a season where the Lord is getting us ready for this coming year. And um, it's, it's, it's really exciting what He is doing, building up His church. But, uh, but the, the most important thing what He's doing is He's wanting to minister to you 
uh, freshly every time we get together. He, uh, like I've, I've said before, I've not been able to do what I normally do, and so I'm just, uh, I'm just going to follow him, just obey him, and he wants to minister to you this morning. So uh, the only way this service will be of any benefit is if you uh, hear what he's saying and then you make a response, amen? Otherwise, we're just wasting our time. Uh, so... I, I want you to know that he sees everything that you're going through. He sees the struggle, and he loves you so much that he, uh, the, the Bible says that Jesus himself, sitting on the right hand of the Father, that exalted place, is continually touched by what you're feeling. Come on, that's what Scripture says. He's touched by the feeling of your infirmities, your your weaknesses, those things that's coming against you, and he wants to help you with them. And so uh, let, let's be sure and let him do that. All right, let's go back and let's look here just a little bit in Job chapter 10. We know the story of Job very well. And uh, uh, we understand, because you and I are on this side of it, that, that Job, uh, he, was, uh, he was in the place where he didn't know what was happening and why it was happening. And there's a lot of uh, scriptures that can be twisted and be blamed. God can be blamed for some things that you and I know it was the devil. God didn't have anything to do with it. God wanted to help him and bless him and take care of him. Uh, but the scripture is very clear that Job's greatest fear came upon him. And so what you and I have got to do, we've got to make sure that we uh, we just give all of our fears, all of the anxious moments and thoughts to the Lord and let him replace those things with, with the words that will bring faith and release faith. Amen? All right, now notice what he says here. Job is in a real serious situation. And I believe that uh, in my heart, I believe this applies to somebody somewhere uh, because as I was praying this just hit really heavy on my heart notice what he said there in the first part of the verse he said my soul and you know you and I talk about that our soul is our mind willing emotions so our mind willing emotions is weary of my life now this word weary is here is from a Hebrew word it means that Job is saying I absolutely loathe my life I'm disgusted with my life I really, he said, I hate my life. I don't know about you, when I've been through a trial and a situation and, I, and I've got into the flesh and out of the spirit, I've, I've uttered those very same words, I hate my life. And the devil loves that because, see, then all of a sudden I'm coming in agreement with him rather than my God because what does John fourteen six tell us? Every one of us in here, we know that verse. John fourteen six tells us that Jesus is the life. So if I hate my life, I'm hating the one who gave me my life. The devil is in the place where he's uh, twisting and manipulating my mind, will, and emotions to try to uh, keep me in the place of harm and keep me out of the place of productivity. And so I've, I've got to see that, uh, that temptation, trials, and troubles, they're subject to every person. First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen tells us that, that, that you're not going through anything, I'm not going through anything that somebody else hasn't already been through. But we've got a God in heaven that is able to work a miracle that can deliver us in and through that. Amen. And so we've got to hold on to him. And we've got to, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, Brother David Menu was talking about it a few weeks ago. Faith, hope, and love. Uh, the love is the greatest, but we've got to have hope. And the devil, he brings all these struggles in our life to try to steal our hope. And, and uh, you know, everything works by faith, yes, but faith works by love, but faith also is released when we have hope. So we've got to have all of these working together in our life. And so you may be going through something this morning that where the devil 
the little G, the little God of this world, wants to steal your hope. And that's what he'd done to Job here. He had actually uh, stolen his hope. You can imagine what Job was feeling. Now, I, we've all been through some things, but we've never been through anything like Job. And we sure hadn't been through anything like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus went through it all. So our confidence needs to be back uh, looking to Him. Now, notice what He said. My soul is weary of my life. And He said, I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Now, uh, what Job is actually saying here, he said, I'm going to loose my tongue. And I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm bitter, I'm mad, I'm upset, I'm angry, and I'm just going to let it flow. Now, see, every time that I do that, the devil laughs me to scorn. Because he's got me in a place and a position where the wall of protection has fallen. And the Bible says if, if a city without a wall, it has no protection. And so my, my wall of protection is Jesus. J- Jesus is, is the Word. The Word is my protection. And so when I let down the Word of the living God, my Lord and my Savior, and I pick up the Word of the devil, all of a sudden I'm open. I, I, the devil then can come, and he can come in all around my life in ways and avenues that I never did even, even dreamed possible before. That's what happened to Job. That's why Job lost everything but his life. And so we've got to be cautious. And I think this is an admonition this morning that we need to take guard and, and, and to make sure that we're not giving place some way to the devil and, and, and uh, allowing that wall of protection uh, to slowly sink before us, beside us, rather than, than being strong in Jesus. Amen? So, now notice what he said in verse number 2. He said, I will say unto God. Now see, when we get hurt, when we get bitterness, then we open our mouth. It's one thing to start talking to ourselves, because you see verse 1, he's talking to himself. But then all of a sudden, when you get that built up and you start yielding to that, then the devil starts moving on you, on me, to start our complaint to God. We better be careful. We better be careful, because God's innocent. God is sitting up there. God is not just a God of love. Yes, He is. But the Bible says that He is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. He's the source of love, amen? And, and, and so uh, he has a, the over and over, you can look through Scripture, that, that our God is a good God and his mercy endures. So, so the devil is trying to get you and I to loose ourselves from the only one who really does love us, the only one who's really going to take care of us. He said, I will say unto God, do not condemn me. Show me wherewith thou contendest with me. It is good unto thee that thou shouldest oppress, that thou shouldest despise the work of thy hands, or shine upon the counsel of the wicked. So Job, you, Job is in the place now where he's, he's being shifted, he's being manipulated, and, and because he's so tired and so weary in himself, uh, instead of asking the Lord to help him keep his mouth shut, he, he's opened up a river. The floodgates are pouring. And so, this morning, you and I, we've got to recognize and realize that we are, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, but it's the truth, you are the prophet of your own life. Uh, When you talk, it is self-fulfilling prophecy. If you talk the Word of God, it's going to come to pass. Jesus, out of His own mouth, in in Mark 11, 23, you can have what you say. So, we've got to be cautious, amen? So, here... Job is in this place in this trial, and this applies to somebody this morning, where 
you're you're in a situation where you don't understand why certain things is happening, and you, you, you and it, the devil is trying to turn that into hate. Uh, but God's got a word for you this morning, and you're going to leave here stronger than you've ever been. You're going to leave here encouraged. You're going to leave here built up when all is said and done. Amen? Amen. All right, now quickly go back to, to Psalms, and let's look at David. So that, that was Job and, and his situation. Here David says in verse number 6, he said, I am weary. Now this word weary here is, is different. It's a different Hebrew word. It means I'm tired in mind and I'm tired in body. In other words, I'm just tired of, uh, of fighting the battle. I'm tired of, uh, of, of standing up against all these things. Some of you here, you've been going through a certain trial over and over and over. And the devil, just, it's like a wave of the ocean. It just comes, comes pounding against you. And, you're, and, and when we get tired, in, 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 it's, it's awful to be tired in body. But when you're tired in mind, that's when we're in trouble. That's when the devil, because the battle is in our mind. And um, when I get tired in my mind, then that's when I fall short of what the Apostle Paul taught the church at Corinth of casting down vain imaginations. Come on, instead of casting them down, I start help building them. I start putting it, here's some brick, here's some mortar. I'm going to help you with this, you know. And so we've got to be cautious about that. So here, this is what David, he'd been going through this thing over and over and over. Uh, Another study, another time. His sin had brought a sickness in his life. But I'm weary in my groanings all the night make I my bed to swim. In other words, he said, I, I'm so upset. I'm, I'm such a despair that not only am I sweating myself, I, I'm, I'm crying myself. I'm, my, my bed is literally afloat. From everything, in other words, all the emotions of my mind, all the, 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 the life of my body, it's coming out. It's coming out. I'm being pressed Beyond measure. I, I, I just don't think I can even lie there. How many times have you been in a situation where you're laying in bed and you're being attacked so hard? Come on. It literally feels like that you're being compressed. And I don't know about you. Sometimes i got to just roll out of bed and try to crawl and find me a place in Jesus. Make me an altar where I can have some peace. But that's our peace, amen? He is our peace. If we'll, if we'll not pull away from Him, if we'll draw nigh to Him, He promised us He would draw Nine to us. Amen. Okay, notice what he said. I water my couch. Better said, I, I dissolve it. In other words, he said, I'm melting my, my, my couch. My, my, my night and my day are just passing away. I melt my couch with my tears. This word tears is weeping. I, I, he said, I am just, I've cried till I can't cry anymore. Come on, we've all been there. We've been in situations and circumstances where the hurt has been so great. Uh, the, the, the work of the enemy has been so powerful that you, that you cried, there's no more tears. That hurts so bad when you, you can't shed any more tears, but you're, you're still, you're shaking on the inside. You, you, you know, because you're, you're convulsing. You're, you're, these emotions in your mind, uh, uh, mind will and uh, feelings of, of, of what the devil is trying to do you is just trying to overtake you. We, we understand that. All that is real. But look what he says in verse 7. David said, My eyes consume, that's what we're talking about, because of grief. It waxeth old because of my enemies. He said, Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. Aren't you glad, David, under the old covenant, he had a confidence that God heard his weeping. How much more under the new covenant can you and I be assured that your tears are bottled up in heaven? 
Every tear that you've ever shed, God's got them bottled up in heaven and He's waiting till you and I get in the right place of faith, till we get in the right position of the trying of our faith where we've been pruned and purged and it's time for Him to be glorified in us and through us to the point of reaching somebody else. An angel will pour out that vial and those tears, come on, they're going to be prayers that are going to be answered. You can count on that. You can bank on that. And so David, all of a sudden, he's prophesying his own future. He says, I know that that God has seen my tear. In other words, he knows the attack that caused this tear to roll down. Now think about that. The intimacy of your God. Not only does he know your tears, but he knows the very attack of the devil that caused that tear to roll down your cheek at that moment. That's love. And that's the answer to your situation. Now, you, you, some of you in here, you're dealing with grief. You, uh, 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 things that is out of your control uh, with, with family situations. God wants, to, wants you to know that he's got that tear bottled up. He wants to help you in that situation. Amen. That's your God. That's your confidence. Verse number 9. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. So th- this, is, this, this is the difference between Job and David. David gets in a place in a position where he starts uh, thinking about what God has done, what God can do, and then he gets in the place where he starts prophesying what God's going to do right now for his life. He said, my God uh, hath heard my supplication. Now, from the Hebrew, this means that God's heard and acted. See, and we've got to believe that when Jesus done everything that God sent him to do, God heard and acted. It is finished. In other words, we don't have to beg God to do anything else for us because He can't do anything for us because Jesus done accomplished it. It's done. When He come up out of that tomb, every promise, God said yes to it, and He wants us to say amen. He wants us to be in the place of receiving it. And so what we're going to do, we're going to let that happen in our life. Amen? It's for us. And it's for us to this day to get stronger and stronger in, in what God would do for us. Now... Uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, 1 and 14, it says, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. So, you and I, we've got to walk through this flesh body, and that's what this book is written to. It's written to the person that walks under the sun. In other words, the person who walks in the flesh. And we've got to see that there's things that we've got to do in this lifetime. And, and, and at times it's going to be uh, vanity. It's going to be vexation uh, to what God would have for us if we let the flesh take over. But you and I, we can look at the example that Solomon laid out here. And we can say, now wait a minute. I can come to the chapter 12 of this and I can see that my whole uh, fulfillment of God's plan is to serve the Lord. And so I can, I, can, I can be in the place where I can let the devil move on me and I can let the flesh rise up and I can let everything be vanity and, and vexation. Or I can hear the conclusion, as he says in, in the 12th chapter of this verse, and, and realize that the conclusion of the whole matter is that I'm to serve God. Come on, we're going to serve God. We're going to have trouble, yes. We're going to have trials, yes. There's going to be battles, but Jesus has won the war. And so we've got to get ourselves in the place and the position where when I feel like everything is vanity, when I feel like everything is vexation, I go, okay, that's the flesh. Devil, you help me. You've helped me locate myself. I can cast that down. I can step up and walk in the Spirit. Come on, and all is going to be well. Come on, because God, if God be for you, 
Come on. God's for you this morning. God's for you. He has a great plan in your life. Go with me to the epistle of 1 Peter. In 1 Peter chapter 4. And we're just laying a foundation. And I'm not going to preach very long, Lord willing. But I'm going to get you right into a place where the scripture will help you. But 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. Peter makes this statement. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. You and I, we need to know that when we get born again, when we become Christians, when we become children of the Most High God, the devil's going to bring everything he's got against you. Because you have been passed from death, now you're alive. You have life in Jesus Christ, and you have a destiny for you. And, and so, uh, if you're not going through trials and struggles, Peter says you might have to step back and ask yourself why. Amen, brother. We need to know that the devil hates God working in you. He hates Jesus in you. And he knows that he can hurt Jesus by hurting you. Amen. And so he's going to bring these things against you. But he said, uh, uh, verse 13, But rejoice when you're going through these things. This is our, And we don't want to. Come on, the flesh doesn't want to rejoice. I want to gripe and complain. I want to take on. Thank God I've got a wife who will not put up with griping. Now, she'll put up with a lot of things, but when I start to gripe and complain, she'll shut me down. That's a blessing. That's a blessing, amen? And I'm so thankful for that because where one of us is weak, we need somebody strong, amen? And, and thank God that He puts people in our life that, that, that can help us in our weakness, and then we can help them in their weakness, amen? Notice this. He said, but rejoice. So if you're going through a fiery trial this morning, if you just feel weary, he said rejoice. This word rejoice, it means to be full of cheer. So I need to take what I'm feeling, cast it down and say, now wait a minute. I'm going through a fiery trial, but the Bible says I am really full of cheer. Come on, the devil's a liar. He takes and puts symptoms in our situation to get us to submit. Oh, come on now. He puts symptoms in our situation to get us to submit. But no, we're following the Savior. We only submit to the Savior. And we're going to let the Savior bring the truth in our life, that seed of truth that will sear uh, over the lies of the devil. And it'll soothe our heart. And it'll bring us to that place of success. Amen? Oh, come on now. That's the Holy Ghost talking. Come on, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but that's the Holy Ghost talking. Now, you need to hear that and receive that in the name of Jesus. But rejoice, be full of cheer, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when he, His glory shall be revealed, that you, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now, notice this, verse 14. If you be reproached for the name of Christ. Come on, that's what's happening in your life. You didn't go out and, and, and murder somebody. Come on, you, you, the devil's coming against you because you're standing for the, the, the name of Jesus. You, that's why persecution comes. Is The more you look like Jesus, the more you're going to be persecuted. What's fixing to happen in the church in these, as we see a separation coming, we see a pruning coming, and, and we're seeing the real church start to come out. There's going to be persecution increase. Many, many fold because there's going to be a, a, a confrontation with darkness. There's going to be, uh, the, the church is going to convict 
The Holy Ghost in the church is going to convict people of their sin. People don't like to be convicted of sin. They like to do what they want to do when they want to do it. They want to be comfortable in their sin. They're wanting you and I to pat them on the back. Oh, it's not all right even. I agree with you. No. No, we don't. That's a lie. So there's going to be a, a great confrontation. And that confrontation is going to bring persecution. But look what he said. He said, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Now, we, we miss this when we read this in English. What this says uh, in the original, it says that when you're reproached for the name of Christ, that you are supremely blessed. The devil doesn't want you and I to know this. When you're feeling all of this pressure and you, and you feel weary and you feel tired and, you're, and you feel like you're, you're, you've stood all you could stand uh, and all of these things, you need to let the devil know, thank you for confirming that I am supremely blessed. Yeah. Come on, that's what Scripture says. Yeah. Supremely That means blessed by the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. Why are you blessed? Because you could be part of the tares that don't even know what's happening. You could be part of the children of darkness who are just walking along, stumbling, falling in the ditch. They don't have any clue. But God loved you enough that He called you out. And He gave you a heart to know Him. And you don't have to die in your sin. You don't have to fall short. You can live in the victory that Jesus Christ has for you and I. Amen? But rejoice in so much. Why? Because you're happy. You're supremely blessed. Verse 14. For the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. See, here's what, how I would mess up. The devil would bring the trial, the tribulation, and, 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 I, I, and I couldn't feel God. So the devil would say, you sinned, God left you. Now you're all alone. How, you couldn't make it when God was with you. Now what are you going to do that you're all alone? And so then I would fall. But see, now I've got the Word. You've got the Word. The truth is, when the devil makes us feel, when he's working on our soul, like Job and David was talking about, our mind, will, and emotions, when those things are happening, you and I, we're in a place where we have to see that we're supremely blessed and that God is resting upon us. It's, an out, it's not about what I feel. My feelings change. I can step outside and I'll be cooler. I can step in here and I'll be warmer. Come on. You can slap me across the face and I can be mad. But those are feelings. Those things are subject to change. Faith never changes. And other than growing, you know what I'm saying. Faith in God is real. It's true. It's genuine. So the faith is, I'm going through a trial this morning. I'm tired. I'm weary. I don't understand why I keep praying the prayer of faith and I don't see the answer. I don't understand why this person is coming against me and they're adding this person and they're opening up a door here for right from the very pit of hell and all of these things is happening. I don't understand that, but I do understand that God said He would rest upon me. Come on, God is resting upon His people. Read it for yourselves. Happy are ye, supremely blessed, for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part He is evil spoken of, but on your part He is glorified. See, everything that you're doing brings God glory. As the devil comes against you more and more to try to wear you out, and the Spirit of God, the, 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 His very presence rests upon you, then as you stand in that truth, in that reality by faith, not worried about what you're feeling, not, in other words, you don't have to have God give you a doodad, but you have the Word of God in your life, then it brings 
God glory because it gives people a hope that there's something different, something better. Amen? Okay, go to the first chapter. Let, let's, let's look at it just a little bit more to understand how precious it is. You know these verses of Scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Talking about uh, these trials, and notice what he says. When you're in them, wherein you greatly rejoice. Greatly rejoice. Now, this word greatly rejoice from the Greek, it means to jump for joy. Now, joy is the opposite of happiness. Joy is on the inside. Happiness is on the outside. If Brother Donnie give me a hug and, and I felt spirit to spirit, that would cause joy to come. If he handed me a candy bar or whatever, come on, that'd be a temporal outside. That'd be a happiness thing. So we jump for joy even though we don't feel like it. I'm telling you, I, the Lord has done something. I, I, just, I, I know other people know all about it, but I spent all of my life, I didn't understand that in my morning devotions, it wasn't just about thank God for reading the Word, thank God for uh, letting Him talk and, and fellowship, but you and I, we need to fellowship with Him and we need to worship Him. We need to dance before Him and just honor His presence and to the point that where His words are so real that we just start speaking them out. And our mind is going, are you crazy? Are you nuts? But your spirit is jumping. In other words, you, 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 you know for sure that you're saying what God would have you to say. You know that the words that you're speaking is a creative force. You know that you're, you're, you're going someplace you've never went before. Come on now, this is what God has for us. But the, the trials and the, and, the, and the temptations and all of these things has tried to keep us out of it, but we can't let that happen. All right. Worrying you greatly rejoice, though now for a season... I love this. This word season, it means a puny amount of time. We've got all of eternity. How can I compare this little short situation that I'm going through compared out to all the eons of time where time doesn't even exist as we know it? We'll be beyond time. See, the devil doesn't want you and I to understand this. The devil wants to change seasons and times, the customs of man. And that's what he's trying to do right now. He's trying to get us in the tribulation period, another study for another time. Guess what? God's over that. God knows what he's doing. And, and you and I being a part of the church, we can rest in that reality. Amen? All right. We're in greatly rejoice now, though for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness and sadness. You're grieved, you're quenched through manifold temptations, through monthly trials. Notice verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how precious this trial is. See, because the Apostle Paul said, I've prayed for the church. He followed after the steps of Jesus. Jesus prayed the same thing in the Gospel of John. I prayed for my people that their faith fell. Isn't that something? So I'm going to stand on what Jesus has prayed. I'm going to stand on what the revelation that he gave to Paul to pray. I'm going to stand on that reality. And I'm going to believe that my faith, your faith is not going to fail because we're going to feed our faith on the Word. 
The word is going to set the, the, the parameter, is going to set the expectancy, is going to uh, make us free in all of these situations and circumstances despite what we're dealing with. Amen? We've got to believe that. All right. Go to Hebrews just for a second, and then we'll get into some, the, the good part of this. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, I want you to notice something. that We've got the great faith uh, chapter. But drop down to verse 36. Hebrews 11 and 36. And, and let's, let's stir ourselves up about what this 11th chapter is all about. It's about what God has done all the way from the beginning, all through the Old Testament until now. Uh, he's getting ready to close out this dispensation, this time of grace in the New Testament. And, and, and let, let's learn from what other people went through and let's let it build us up. Did you see that on the, uh, on the Christian news the other night? That man, uh, ISIS, had been persecuting his whole, whole town there in Afghanistan. And they wouldn't bow down to it. And they took and they tried to burn him alive to get him to renounce Jesus. He would not burn. Come on, it was a sign. It was a wonder. Come on now, there's been times when people have burnt. They, that didn't mean they didn't have faith. It didn't mean that God wasn't with them. But this was a sign and a wonder to Isis that they better recognize who Jesus Christ is, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Uh, an amazing testimony. God's on the move. We need to be looking for Him. Amen. There's some things that's happening. It, uh, there's... there's Verse 36, And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonment. Verse 37, They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were cut in two. They were tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Verse 38, Of whom the world was not worthy. The world wasn't worthy of them. The world's not worthy of you. The world wasn't worthy of Jesus, but Jesus come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen? They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And all and these all, having obtained a good report because of faith, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Verse 40. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made complete. So all of the Old Testament, they lived by faith and they went through all of those things, but they never saw the new covenant that you got. They were holding on to that. They were looking for that. And everything they went through, now because of what Jesus has done in, in, in the new covenant, Jesus went and he led captivity captive. He went and, and, he, and he set the captives free. Amen. He, he went to the very, uh, he went to Abraham's bosom. He went to the heart of the earth. He he presented the gospel to those who had never heard it before. But now, he gives us this reality that even though they now have heard the gospel preached, they're not complete until you get there. Until those that you're going to reach gets there. So you, now you know why the devil is coming against you so hard. Because... Uh, you have to be in your place and bring those people with you in your place before this word comes to pass. Amen. But guess what? Jesus said not one jot, not one tittle. God said not one of his words would fall. It's going to be okay. 
It's going to be okay, amen. You are going to be in the place. You've got to remember John 16, 33. Jesus said, in this world you shall have, but be of good cheer. He said, I've overcome the world, amen. That's your Lord. That's your Savior. All right, so how did he do it? Let's put that into practice for ourselves uh, and, and live in it. Go with me to the book of Isaiah. Uh, and I love these these prophetic utterances in Isaiah. When you get uh, in the last chapters of Isaiah, you get into the where he's really prophesying about the church age. I realize it's in the Old Testament, but it's a prophetic utterance. It's, it's a type and a shadow of teaching you and I of what... Uh, we have today uh, in, a, in a more clear, concise way, actually, even uh, from that point of view. Isaiah chapter 40, look at uh, verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, come on, that's who you serve. Hallelujah, that's your Father. That's, that's who made you. He, he, he made you. And He placed you in this point of time because He knew you could succeed. Uh, the Creator of the ends of the earth feigneth not. Now mark that down in your Bible, right on the table of your heart. Feigneth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of His understanding. God's not tired. Jesus finished the work and He went to sit down on the right hand of the Father. Not because He was tired, but because it was done. All right, so I need to see myself. I'm still uh, fighting battles. Jesus won the war. I'm still fighting battles. I've still got to run my race with patience. But I've got to see Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father, and I've got to see that He's not weary. I've got to say out of my own mouth, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, Philippians 4.13. But I've got to do Ephesians 6.10. I need to be strong in the Lord... And the power of His might. Be strong in the Lord. Not in myself. Not in what I can do or what I can't do. Not in what I know or what I don't know. Not in what I have or what I don't have. But I'm strong in the Lord. You're strong in the Lord. Amen. And so He never fails. He has the ability to accomplish exactly what He's destined for. So your God's not weary. And since I'm of Him and you're of Him. Then we need to say, Lord, I need this promise. I need this provision. I'm getting tired. But now you give me the word that can take what I'm feeling and change it by faith. Change my situation, my circumstance. Verse 29. He might giveth power to the faint. Why do we live like that then? Well, I don't know if he'll do it for me. So I tell the Lord, I'm faint. I'm tired in this area. I'm tired of struggling in this area. Lord, I'm just being honest with you. I'm telling you where I'm at. Now you tell me what your word says, and you take me where your word will have me to be. Amen? He giveth power to the faint. See, we've got so many people who walk around, oh, everything's fine. That's a lie. God can't help somebody who lies. I said that for a reason, and somebody knows why I said it. He giveth power to the faint, and to heal them that have no might, 
He increases strength. So, uh, you know, whatever whatever the your battle you're in, you know, uh, like situations, maybe you're not resting, you know. Uh, so, you know, you, you get very little rest. Or, you know, I, I, I just been getting up and just saying, Lord, you're my strength. And you said that uh, whatever that I have come from you. So you you know what I need. So this is what I got. So you bless. If it's one hour of sleep, you bless it. My confidence is in you. You you I, I'm tired. I'm weak. You 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 bless that. You you make that sufficient. Come on. If if you're if you're in a battle right now where your mind is just uh, being tossed to and fro, just tell the Lord, Hey, this is what's happening. I I need your strength, and I, I have a promise here that you'd give me power, that you you would give me strength in this situation. Uh, and, and when you do that, He'll do it. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. We need to be very careful. There's a lot of people, and they mean well, and I've probably done it myself, but if you don't know what the person's going through, unless the Holy Ghost gives you an unction, keep your mouth shut. Now, if He gives you an unction, that's a whole different ballgame. But if you haven't been through that, you don't be telling them, this is what I'd do. No, you don't know what you'd do. All we do is, I've talked to, I don't know how many people who have been hurt by quote-unquote good intentions. And I'm I'm sure I've done it as well. And I don't want to do that, amen? I want to be a messenger of hope, a messenger of peace. And, And when you start talking down to somebody, they're not going to receive anything. And it discourages them, amen? We've got to lift them up. All right. Even the faint, uh, the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Come on. Now, literally, uh, you know, we, we need to be in the place where we're waiting before Jesus. But this word really means that we twist our lives together with Him. He's the vine, we're the branches. It, it means to, to be corded together. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's, a, that's positive. They shall man up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be marked down weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, the devil wants you to sit down. He wants me to sit down. He wants us just to stop doing what we're doing. The, the more that the devil comes against you in, in, in the situation of what you're trying to do, uh, let that be confirmation, not discouragement. Just keep on keeping on. And saying, Lord, I'm not going to do anything else until you tell me something else. But I'm going to let you be my source of strength. I'm going to let you come into my life. And when you do that, it changes everything. Amen? Okay, turn over to the 50th chapter. Let's look at the words of Jesus. The 50th chapter is a prophetic picture of what Jesus had for us. For sake of time, just look at verse number 4. Isaiah 50 and 4. Now, this is when this is being spoke, it is spoken for your Lord and Savior, and you can take it and apply it to your life. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. And you can look in the, the Gospel of John eight different times where Jesus said, this is what God said, basically. If we want to paraphrase it. God, God told me to say this. 
So that's what he's talking about. In other words, Jesus said, I never say anything unless I hear the Father say it. So you and I, we've got to apply this verse to ourselves. We've got to say, okay, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. This is what Jesus did. Jesus said the works he did, I shall do. Amen? So, Lord, I, I receive the tongue of the learned. I, I receive that. In other words, I'm going to let the Holy Ghost come on my tongue. I'm going to speak by faith. I'm going to worship by faith. I'm going to rejoice by faith. I may not feel like it any of those times, but I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to uh, speak what my spirit knows. It's going to learn my soul. It's going to bring my body under subjection. So your, your, your soul has to be renewed. My soul has to be renewed. The Bible says in the epistle of James that you and I, that we receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our soul. Renew your soul. So the tongue of the learned. God, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Weary. Well, we need to start right here. Before we start trying to speak to somebody else, we need to start right here. So we get alone with the Lord. We, we, we let the Holy Ghost start talking to us. He gives us a word about our situation and our circumstance. We get that shored up and get strong in Him. And then all of a sudden, then He'll lead us to people who are suffering in the same situation, the same storm, the same trial. And because we speak out of what we know God's done in our life with a testimony of truth, they can receive it, and it'll change their life. Thank God for second-hand testimonies. I, I mean, I'm thankful for that. But a first-hand testimony is what I want when I'm in a, going through a situation. I want to talk to somebody who's done walk through the same mud I'm walking through. I want to talk to somebody who grabbed the hand of Jesus when darkness was trying to swallow them up. Amen? I want to know that it's real, it's true, it's genuine. Thank God for books. But I want to know something that come out of somebody's heart when I'm in that situation. Don't you? That's what he's saying. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Notice this. He wakeneth morning by morning. The way that I get the tongue of the learned is I've got to let the Holy Ghost wake me up. I, so, so, finally, when you get to sleep, if you're not sleeping good, and then you get woke up in a little while, the flesh doesn't like it. Amen? Amen? But God, when He wakes you up at a certain time for a certain reason. See, the devil operates, he operates in darkness. And 2 to 3 o'clock is the time when all the witches are praying. That's when they're accomplishing so much. And so a lot of the times, the Spirit of God will wake me up right when I'm sleeping my best, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and, and all of a sudden, here, here, this is what you need to pray. This is what you need to be looking for. This is, this is, this is what I want you to do. You and I, we have to be ready to battle. Amen? We've, we've been called into this, this, this very battlefield for the Lord Jesus Christ. The battle is His, but He's looking for you and I to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. And, and so he, he wakes you up. And when he wakes you up, notice what it says. He waketh morning by morning. He awakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. He wakes you up and he speaks into you what to say. And then when you say it, you have brought, you've, you've got a word that come from heaven. And you bring it into the earth. And it comes back to heaven. And Jesus said in Matthew eighteen eighteen, when two of us agree as touching anything here on earth, it shall be done of our Father in heaven. Verse 19, you and I, we do some binding. Father will back it up. We do some loosening. He'll back it up. Amen. We're, we are here to succeed. 
I, I, I'm, to, I'm tired uh, of, of having to pick up the bottle. I, I want the full... The, when I get it, Hebrews chapter 5 says, when I pick up the meat of this word, then I'm able to discern good from evil. The devil loves to get people in a place where they don't know what's right or wrong. That's why we're right where we're at right now in America. Because darkness is being lifted up as light. Lies is being produced and, and, and promoted as truth. And we need somebody who will get into the meat of the word and say, This is thus saith the Lord. Amen. That somebody is you, the church. The church. And so I, I want you just to, this verse, mark it in your Bible, in your Bible app. Pray it. Pray it. Give God 30 days. And we pray all of our own wants and desires, our needs and all of those things. Pray this scripture for 30 days. And then you come and you tell me that it did not change your life. It will change your life. You'll be stronger than you ever dreamed possible. You'll have an ability to hear God in the trial and the trouble like you've never had before because God's work, when His Word works when you pray the Word. When you work the Word, the Word will work for you. Amen? This is true. All right, two verses in closing. In the New Testament, Galatians 6 and 9, Galatians 6 and 9 tells you, and it gives us a command that we are not to be weary... In well-doing. Look what it says. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary. Uh, don't get weak. Don't fail in your heart. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give out. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give up. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You're going to, if you hold on to the Word of God, the blessing of God is going to flow. And it's going to flow in your life. It's going to flow through your life to somebody else. So, so the devil, he wants to, to make you and I just to sit down and say, well, this don't work. I'm, t- I'm believing God for some things, and, I'm, and, and, and it just doesn't seem like it's working. There's some other people here, you're believing God for some things for a long time. For a long time, you've prayed the prayer of faith, and, and the devil wants you to give up on that. Don't give up on it, amen? It will work. It has to work. God cannot lie. Uh, in my own life, I can't speak for you, but in my own life... It wasn't that God couldn't work. It was that I had to have some things in my own life worked out for Him to be able to work in the way that He wanted to work. You know, it was for my benefit because I needed some pruning, some purging. I needed some fellowship that otherwise I might not have drawn as close to Him. Just being honest. All right. Second um, Thessalonians 3 and 13 in closing. Second Thessalonians 3 and 13. Notice what the, the Apostle Paul says, basically the same thing. But ye brethren, how many brothers and sisters in the Lord we got? But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Why? Because now, after we read 13, let's read 12. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. You and I, we cannot be weary in well-doing because we have the example of what Jesus done. And we have the example of we'll work what He worked. He'll feed us. He'll take care. He'll sustain you. He, he's your God. He's your source. I mean, He will sustain you. He, he has great plans for you. Now I want to... I want to give you this thought and then I want us to to, to seek the Holy Ghost and and see what He would do in your life this morning. Uh, 
let's go back to the to the Apostle Paul's time in 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 the Grecian culture. When they would have the Greek games, they had a certain race, uh, like what we talk about the Olympics today. But in this certain race, it wasn't the person that finished first. They'd have a whole group of runners. And as they set up all of these runners, they would light every one of their torches. And it was the person that finished the race with the torch burning that won the race. And remember, as we started this year, God said, I want my church to be influencers. And remember, we went into great detail of how we were to be, what Paul told Timothy, we were to be an example of the believers. And what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 14, 15, and 16, that we're to be the light of the world. We've got to finish the race. We've got to finish this year with our torch burning bright. Come on, there's a lot of things that's happening, and there's going to be some, uh, some storms and clouds of life that's going to come, but you and I are going to finish this year burning bright. Amen? And, and there's going to be some things that would try to contradict that and stand against that, but you and I got to stand in faith and hold the torch. Come on, Jesus is the light of the world, but as long as He's in the world, well, He's in you. Amen? So let's let that happen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this group of people. I thank you, Lord, for uh, a hearing ear and a seeing eye. I ask you right now that everyone here that is struggling in a situation, that has shed tears, that has been pressed in their body to the point of where their bed was wet with tears and sweat and their couch was, in other words, their rest even in the daytime wasn't there. We know the enemy attacks heavy uh, at night, but even in the daytime, there was no peace when the sun was shining. Would you touch every person here and draw them? Help them come and be honest with you. Let them just yield their heart and bow their heart to you. Let them draw nigh unto you so you can draw nigh unto them. Give them a word this morning that will change their situation, that will empower them to be all that you've called and destined them to be. Lord, only by your Spirit can it happen. Let it be, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and let us pray with you? Would you come and make yourself an altar or, or, if you, or make yourself an altar at your cheer? Whatever you feel comfortable with. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Ghost spoke this out. And you're here and He has something for you. So don't miss out on what He has for you this morning. Let this be the day that you do something different in the name of Jesus. Don't carry it back with you. Amen. Some of you is dealing with situation that has to do with, with friends or family. And you can't change them. You can pray for them. Only God can change them. But God wants to give you strength to be able to rest in Him while you're dealing with them. And it's not them. It's the devil that's working in them and through them. But God wants to help you with it this morning. Don't miss that opportunity in Jesus' name.